Hello and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am Noah, and I am joined today by... Kayla! Um, and this is the the Kayla Awards. It was the Oscars. <laughs> you you do an Oscar podcast. Was it made by someone called Oscar? Or like Um no. I don't remember uh, what it was. That's though, a real not, that's a real bummer. It's, there's like a, I feel like I, I could be totally way off base. I feel like there was like a legend or something. It's been over a year since we did our first Oscars episode, so like it's been a long time. But I feel like there's like a whole there was a whole thing about someone's like uncle named Oscar. I don't really remember. Uh, un- good old Uncle Oscar probably was a racist. Probably most most, most likely in uh, Hollywood were at that time. So yeah, so that's tough for Oscar. But imagine they rename the Oscars like almost a hundred years in. That would be so funny. Um, well, they're technically the Academy Awards. Uh, yeah, but they so like why what why do they sometimes call them the Academy Awards and sometimes call them the Oscars? Or I like, don't know. Like what what is the when do they use which term? I don't know. This it was not the Oscars though. This is the fourth annual secondhand awards. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Um, we love film awards. Um, so. This is when we get to do our our own awards because we like to complain a lot about the Oscars, but it's only fair, you know, that if you complain about something, you should also try yourself. So, and we have tried it ourselves, and we've done it better. So, I we can we're allowed to complain about the Oscars. Yes, this is the superior film awards show of the year, <coughs> the only one that truly matters. <coughs> yes. I was almost just died joking. Um, yeah, this is our first year too. We haven't added like a category, so like we this is basically it's us saying we have per- we have perfected the the formula at this point. I feel like we could come up with another fun category if we wanted to. We could this year. I I feel like um, well, I was saying for this year we could do like favorite or like best bear on cocaine and give it to cocaine bear. You know mm. that would be a good category. I think. I don't know how much how much longevity. Yeah, we just have. need five more bear <laughs> bears on cocaine <laughs> in the year of twenty twenty three. What about that country bear movie? They, one of them was definitely on cocaine. Yeah, and there's categories we don't have, like we don't have a special effects category. Yeah, but like, cause we just don't like care. Well, we also just don't <laughs> understand special effects. We don't effects, know enough. So we don't know enough. Um, um, if we did, Avatar probably would have won. Uh, but we don't have we we don't know anything. Yeah. Um no, you uh, actually um Black Panther Wakanda Forever would have won. No, Thor those, Love um, and those, Thunder. Those <laughs> Thor, um, Oh yeah, Thunder. Thor Love and Thunder for the for the Mirage face. Yeah. Uh of that kid. Yes. Um before we get into the much anticipated award show though, we have to get to our answers to last week's question of the week. Uh last week we talked about Ant-Man Quantum Mania and in the spirit of the um, I mean credits, I'm not going to spoil spoiler. I'm not going to well I'm not going to spoil spoil anything but it's about the multiverse right and Loki is also about the multiverse Loki's season 2 is coming up soon <laughs> so we asked you what what did like we how do we phrase it That was like the uh, most what, spoiler way of saying a non-spoiler ever <laughs> Well it is I'm just not lying what multiverse setting do you want to see it on Loki season 2 
because we're predicting at least that they're going to be going to some different multiverses and yeah different see which... time periods is what we're hoping for yeah so where where would you like to see them go on twitter first we'll just do twitter um peter gave a great response he said the all practical effects universe Ooh. which i just don't know if marvel could be would be up for the challenge but i would like <laughs> yeah, to see do the they attempts. know how to do practical effects anymore <laughs> uh that would be fun i think that could be exciting actually it'd be a fun like meta thing i think like, it would be fun be to fun. send him to like a cartoon multiverse where they're but like but like hand-drawn you know those... cartoon like little like oh, okay you know what i mean like a 2d yeah, yeah, yeah. whiteboard did you marker ever watch cartoon? community the show oh, they have like that episode of, of community where like it's like the christmas episode and they do it at stop motion or whatever um they could do like one episode where it's like yeah like some kind of animation or even like really they cool. just like jump through it and that's it like maybe Whoa, we get like a four, that was four crazy. minute four minute scene. <laughs> um, yeah. On Instagram, uh, Jamie said of the Bloody Broads podcast said ancient Rome. Is that a multiverse or is that just a a time period though? I mean, it's a time period in a multiverse. I mean, because they, they go to different times. Like they have the yeah. whole time decks thing where they like jump around to the different Nexus events in the first one. So, so basically, we could see Jedediah they dressing go to, up it's, in a ancient Rome outfit because you know it's great. like it would give I'm us what the fans wanted. I'm here for that. Um, I think ancient Rome would be very fun, for sure. I could, I would like to see them in some like gowns. Loki in the Coliseum. Yeah, Loki, that would be great. Lo- Loki fighting in the Olympics. I think that'd be great. Dan, Danny said the Fluffernutter universe. <laughs> no, I won't elaborate. <laughs> and I think this would be a great sponsorship opportunity for sure. Marvel yeah. could tie in like Fluffernutter ad campaign. You know, I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for like a whole like Candyland multiverse. <laughs> Like, yes. you know, we've got, like, a river of chocolate milk and, like... So, like, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory? Uh-huh. Like, candy cane <laughs> forest, maybe some gumdrop trees. The... Now it's Elf. The candy cane forest and pa- past the sea of swirly, twirly gumdrops. But we do um... need the fluffernutter in there. So, I think maybe... Yeah. Maybe that's, like, snow or, like, clouds. Or, or... maybe that's their only food. Or that's they, only they, food, like, sure. There was an apocalypse, and Fluffernutter was the only thing that survived. Or maybe they're stuck on, like, a sandwich that's, like, Fluffernutter. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, they fall, and then they're, like, land on a piece of bread, but they're, like, stuck to the Fluffernutter, and they're, like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. And then a giant comes along and tries to put another slice of bread on top of them. With peanut butter on it? With peanut butter, yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm allergic, if you're to, peanut allergic to peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Major L. <laughs> What a way to go. Um, great. <laughs> uh, Noah Hewitt said, Western or medieval times, never get tired of these time periods in media. I agree. Mm. Uh, I'd love to see, I mean, we, Western, it's We could great. get, a, this would be the return of Jedediah then. Yeah, you know? I'm here for some some cowboy content. That would be <laughs> like. Loki cowboy? Yeah. Cowboy Loki? Cowboy Loki and cowboy um, Mobius. I'm very like. I would pay good money for that. Well, didn't Tom Hiddleston always already already did that one movie like where he sang the country song and he's in that like yeah. cowboy hat? So yeah. he's already kind of done the prep work 
So I think and it's Owen an easy Wilson choice. loves cowboy hats because he has that. <laughs> oh line yeah, where he's, he's already... like wearing a cowboy hat makes every every day a good day when you're wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> he's that's the best. He's so funny. And then we got one other one here that just said can't wait any place. Yeah, which that's I feel from like is, Girls on the Run. That's like that's like our uh, our attitude. I yeah, like. honestly, like, like we say this, I'll just take it. We say it, but like anything that they can give us, I will eat up. Like the mm. Fluffernutter. E- including a Fluffernutter. <laughs> I should buy some Fluffernutter. It's been a while. It's a little sweet, though. I liked it the is strawberry it... Fluffernutter, oh. and then they discontinued that, oh, which, is re- which, is, which sucked. It was like that pink. That sounds good. It rocked. Yeah. I it mean, I really like, like strawberry cream cheese, so I would probably like that. Strawberry cream cheese is bomb. You could probably strawberry make strawberry so Fluffernutter. Yeah, probably. Like if you put you should, like yeah, it was like flavoring. It was it. like pink, or maybe it was red. It was just, it was definitely pink, and I, that was my favorite one. But they got rid of it. Oh. Yeah, I do like strawberry. All like flavored cream cheeses are all goaded. I love flavored cream. Like Panera Bread used to have like a hazelnut cream cheese. Mm. They also discontinued that. So maybe that's the theme of today: is companies discontinuing their best products. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should get into the awards though um so uh, for those of you that don't know we so it's basically similar to like any awards we have our categories we have our nominations we have our winner unlike most award shows or uh, the oscars is the biggest comparison we choose to do six category six nominations because you know we want to spread the love a little bit more opportunity for everyone yeah we're an equal opportunity employer here at (laughs) um um, zero discrimination uh yeah. and then our best picture we do 10 yes 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 which, which now the oscars, the oscars copied will us do. they copied us they copied us for uh, sound first and then they copied yeah. us because we combined the sound categories before oscars did they did then, next year they will combine the screenplay categories or let's see them <laughs> i swear if they do like a best dog category or like best animal actor no. Then we'll know. We'll really well, know that someone's snooping. Someone's watching. Someone, or if they, well, no, the way we'll know is if they do a best needle drop because there's no way anyone else would have thought well, of that. Well, they do like best original song, but needle no, but drop is lame. like way cooler. Because no one likes the original songs, especially because they there are sometimes good like there was a great original song in Bones and All this year, and they didn't pick it. Like they always well, pick the worst pick, original like, songs. Well, yeah, imaginable. because like Top Gun had two different original songs. They had a Lady Gaga one and the One Republic song. And the One Republic song was clearly the better song. But they're like, ooh, yes. Lady Gaga, blah blah blah. And you could tell yeah, they always pick like the ballad. You could tell that they did like that. She made that song for the Oscars. Like yeah, but Run Run Republic, they made that for the people. It you was, know, and that's why it was the popular song. One Republic made that for for that the real song fans. song slaps. It really, really slaps. Yeah, spoilers for. And I'm uh, I'm not a One Republic stan at all, but no, same. But that song, they put something in it. What a what Crack. a can't wait for summer. Cocaine, gonna, gonna, <laughs> co- cr- the, co- cocaine, cocaine bear, cocaine bear. Um, yeah, let's let's uh kick off here. Um, do you want to just alternate like yeah, who says sure. whatever? Yeah, um, sure. Cool. So the first category, which is one of our original secondhand categories, is best dog. The good old doggies. Um, So our nominations are Hawking from The Adam Project, 
Combs Dog from the Banshees of Inisherin. Couldn't find a name. We tried. No, we did. I looked. I spent probably like 30 minutes looking for the name of this dog. Uh, it's not mentioned yeah. in the movie, and it's not anywhere. It's just Colm's dog. Perito from Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Mr. Wolf um, from The Bad Guys, which we stretched uh, a little bit. A little but, stretch. A little stretch, but, you know, uh, I count it. Jesse from Hit the Road, and then a collective of the different dogs in the Balcony movie, uh, which is a documentary. Yes. All right. And the winner is Perito from Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Easy, wi- easy, easy choice win. Here. Easy win. Easy yeah. win. Uh, great role. Great voice acting. Uh, very funny. Definitely sells the movie. We love a good uh, sidekick moment. Yeah, I think um he kind of like saves the movie too like he like saves he's like i feel like without him movie would have been it would have failed so you know plus a real key part so shout out to perito enjoy that award um take it home and yeah congratulations <laughs> uh a little bit of an offshoot from this one which i think we added last year because we all we wanted to conclude so many animals but dog is a little limiting so again we're equal opportunity employer this is our best non-dog animal friend <laughs> And also, we kind of stretched this one uh, twice. So the first one we have is Socks from Lightyear. This is a stretch because Socks is Best a part robot, of that movie. But, you know, he made but the movie. But it's sort so... of an animal friend, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have the horses from Nope. So just the collective <laughs> of those horses. Shout out. Um, we have Benny from the Fablemans. And we have Jenny the donkey from Banshees of Inishir. And this, she does have a name. So got that name. Pyakin from Avatar The Way of Water. For those of you who don't remember, this is the the big whale. They're not whales, but they're whales. You know what I mean. Um, and then Sebastian J. Cricket from Pinocchio. Again, technically a stretch because he is a, a cricket. But, um, you know, we don't, again, we don't discriminate. So <laughs> what did we pick for the winner of Best Non-Dog Animal Friend? Um, So the winner is Jenny the Donkey from Banshees mm. of Inishirin. Yeah, uh, no spoilers for, for the Banshee of Inishirin, but I feel like re- a real tug at the heartstrings moment. Yeah, this, I feel like this, this is one friend. where, like, it's so, the animal is so crucial. Um, yeah. Like it. And she really is an animal friend. Like, she's, like, his best friend. Yes. Yes. Very good we all need a don- We all need a donkey in our in our lives. And I think, what did I hear in an interview? Like, she's uh, retired now, so Aww. living in the past year. So I feel like that was she's had a great that's like a great Oscar way to do your snub. career. She should have been nominated Just, for supporting actress. I I would have loved it. All right, next category. This one we kind of stole from the Oscars, but like kind of not. Also, yeah, they used to do like it's more from the bat. I think the Baftas have like a young, young like a rising okay. star category. Uh, so this is our young star category, and it's actors or actresses. Uh, who were under 16 when the movie was filmed. So sort mm-hmm. of a, like a rising star type award. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. we wanted to honor the youngins who, child actors, <laughs> youngins sounds like the most <laughs> the old youngins. person thing I've ever seen. Should we call, life. should we make the just like youths. just the young the youngin, uh, the youngin award? The youngin award. Um, <laughs> great. So our nominations for a young star uh walker scobell from the adam project rayan sarlik from hit the road rosalie chang from turning red 
Frankie Corio from After Sun, Josephine Sands from Petite Maman, and Matteo Zorian from The Fablemans. And the winner is Frankie Corio from After Sun. This was a this was I think this of the years we've done this category. Category like it's some great performances here. Shout out like some of I feel like at least three of these we would have put in like act in our acting categories like yeah i mean and that's what made it hard was because we originally like were putting these in our actors categories and that's Mm -hmm. why we were like we should make a designated award to like represent the kids not that they couldn't win in our acting categories but just the fact that we want we want to give more representation yeah show the love everyone gets every everyone gets an award these days they're (laughs) everyone getting participation everyone gets a category made for them so woke Um, so I think her performance, though, I think, I mean, everyone talks about Paul Mescal's performance, which is obviously good, great, but I feel like she honestly makes the movie. Like, if yeah, she wasn't totally in the agree. movie, I don't think it would have worked. Um, she reminds like, me of, incredible. like, this reminds me of um, Tatum O'Neill in pa- Paper Moon. Have you ever mm, seen Paper yeah, Moon? Yeah, definitely. Like, it That's seems a great like, comp. that seems like kind of the similar type role um, to me. Yeah. And she won the Oscar, so obviously like the actual oscar for the role but yeah um yeah anyway great performance yeah great Uh, performance really underrated needs to be talked about more because she really like carries that film with paul mescal yeah she's getting a little bit like more press now which so i hope that that she is yeah i hope i hope she seems like a cool kid so i hope that she like Mm -hmm. doesn't get destroyed i I hope all these kids do well in the hollywood system i'm worried about that we 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 give our love to all. I feel like we actually, a lot of these we picked actually aren't in the Hollywood system. Yeah, is Walker is now at this Walker point. Walker is. Um, just because like ev- of Percy, since he was cast in Percy Jackson, that kind of yeah. like skyrocketed him to yeah. a new level. So We put him in this though before he was cast in Percy Jackson. Yeah, uh, yes we did. Because yeah. I watched, this movie came out in like February of last year. And he was definitely like he outshone Ryan Reynolds in this oh, yeah. movie. He was like Ryan this Reynolds, was, but like, funnier. Truly, his movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it it's not that Adam hard Project. to be funnier than <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> but yeah, he yeah. So that's good. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's move on to best uh, documentary. All right, so this is our war. This is the documentaries that we nominated. These are six documentaries. Um, all right, Fire of Love. Stay on the board, The Leo Baker Story, Senior, Descendant, Navalny, and The Balcony Movie. Yes, and our winner is Navalny. Now, we, I gotta say, we have definitely, I'm not saying we didn't do our due diligence. We just didn't like a lot of documentaries that we saw this year. Yeah, you know? I mean, we probably well, could have tried that we ha- a little harder. I think one of the harder yeah. things is that documentaries are not as like they're accessible but like the ones that are like the ones that make the festival circuits and stuff are not as accessible um so it does make this category a little more difficult in that sense but also like a lot of the ones we took the time to watch we ended up not really liking as much unfortunately 
Um, so you actually are the only one who has seen <laughs> the winner. I'm vouching for it. I'm vouching for it for um, you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I kind of just gave it, handed this category over to you in that sense because the ones that I liked, like we did nominate, I we didn't feel were, um, like yeah, the there best. were some that. There were some that we watched and we were like, this is not worth it. Yeah, like um, it's good, but is it deserving of the title? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, wanted and to like, do I watched that's... All That Breathes, wasn't a fan. So, like, I tried to, yeah, like, Yeah, and there's sure... a few other ones we saw, too. Um, yeah, yeah. And we're we're only human. We only have we so much. We are only human. Really I'm only so human after all. <laughs> <laughs> we only have so much time to watch. Yes. Uh, documentaries. Documentaries. And, and documentaries require, like, more, even more focus, I feel like, than yes, movies. Yes, yeah. So it's, like, it's tough. Yeah, but Navalny like, so... is really good and also, like, sure. really engaging. So sure. if you are looking for an engaging documentary, highly recommend. It kind of it kind of slapped, not going to lie. Um, Yeah. So there are some documentaries for you to watch, I guess, and there's the winner. Uh, next category <laughs> is our second acting category, Supporting Actress. Our nominees are Nicole Kidman, The Northman, Dakota Johnson, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, Kiki Palmer, Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because that one's like in all caps. All caps. Because of nope. that's how the title, but the other ones are all. Um, Nina Haas from Tar. Carrie Condon, Banshees of Inisherin, and Michelle Williams, The Fablemans. And the winner is Carrie Condon from The Banshees of Inisherin. Awesome performance. Um, yeah. Easily, like, one of, not even just supporting performances, one of my favorite performances of the year, I would say. Yeah, very, very good performance. Yeah, All the performances in that movie are yeah, like. This, that movie, it just is like, that's the reason to watch it. Like, yeah, it and like, it's no wonder that it. They all got nominated for the Oscars too, but yeah. obviously we're like giving if the performances it out. The don't, that matter. don't land in in a in that if the performances don't land in that movie, then the movie is just yeah not because of the good. the way that he writes dialogue is so like it's so heavy on the performance because mm-hmm. the movie is just so lax anyway that like if they're not selling it, then it's just it's just not gonna work. So mm-hmm. yeah, she was very good. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that I feel like you can tell that she's thinking in this movie or you can tell about her character mm. that like she doesn't express through any words or like that her telling you like anything specific. Like you can read a lot of her character just like on her face, which I think is really key to the movie because like it's not very it kind of just jumps in to where the story starts. It doesn't really give you much backstory. So you have to kind of take what you can from what is given to you and she gives a lot of uh y- stuff for you to like take from her character which is great um so next is production design this is an award for the designers who produce the production <laughs> the, the production of it um, of, um, of the movies yeah this is another one where it's like similar to vfx we obviously don't know ton about production design but it's something that is easier to spot when it is good or bad i feel like and it's something that we look for more than vfx um so we feel like we 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 qualify ourselves to speak on it (laughs) um so for production design we have top gun maverick nope 
<laughs> Pearl, Glass Onion, Babylon, and Pinocchio. And that is Guillermo del Toro's yes. Pinocchio, not Disney's. Father, what, <laughs> no. can, what can I leave to be on my own? I've got the whole world to see. Got the whole world to see, father. Um, and the winner is Pinocchio, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's uh, mm. stop motion masterpiece, Pinocchio. Yeah. The the sets are in this movie are so are crazy and yeah very very cool it doesn't like pull from like the source like because the, the movie the disney movie isn't the source material so really mm, like it sure. comes up with all all of its own like its own the own creation of the how the town looks how even pinocchio is gonna yeah look, like the church like, as everything. well um, the church is one of my favorite set pieces in like the yeah crucifix, very yeah, impressive um design mm-hmm. and i spe- or like the the camp the training camp uh, the war training camp yeah i don't know there's a lot of like it's that's definitely i mean the movie is good but i feel like that's really like makes it as being able to see like it, just the mood that well it makes it feel real creates. like it makes it feel yeah. more authentic even though yeah, it's and it strikes motion. a good balance between like having uh personality and also like not look like looking not like it looks really good but it doesn't have to look everything realistic you know like sure. it has a little bit of whimsy to it but it also doesn't look like totally over the top like it still feels grounded enough so yeah i really like that that's a great movie i feel like that really came and went so i hope more pe- it, like netflix kind of just buries its movies a lot of times unless they're like i don't know um was that movie that just came out or like they're stupid uh rom-coms that no one watches or like outer bank season three like yeah super but yeah pinocchio it's less like i really wish that they would have pushed it more but maybe if it wins the oscar it will yeah get a bit bigger audience that'd be nice yeah that would be nice next category is best sound so this mm. is just one category for us design editing mixing all the above everything that has to yeah. be sound because again, we don't know enough about sound to differentiate all those things. So and I it's feel just like, like we know like slightly more about sound than probably the average person. That's true. Um, we are we are audio do stuff with sound. Uh, we are audio engineers after all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I do. I, but but there's so much else that goes into sound. That's like yeah. Anyway, so our nominees are the Batman. Uh, top. Sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're the Riddler. You're like the Riddler. I'm the there. Riddler. The, the Batman. Batman. Um, Top Gun Maverick, Elvis, Fire of Love, Babylon, and After Sun. A lot of variety here. So I'm, yeah, I'm pretty so proud of these. We tried to do things that kind of were a little more unique. Like Fire of Love, they created all the volcanic yeah sounds the bubbling so like, the hissing yeah to make it sound real yeah because like all the original watching. audio apart from some of the like sound audio of the inner like original interviews a lot of the original footage didn't have audio so right they kind of had to like create all that um but even even so we did pick a pretty basic one which was top gun maverick just because you know the planes are cool the planes I the mean, it's planes like, it's like they're flying and you hear whoosh, and then the planes like yeah they turn and when it's like going through that um 
the <sighs> tunnel thing. Like, not the tunnel, but the ravine. It's like... Yeah. Whoosh, 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 like, when it turns <laughs> over, and it's like... <laughs> We, have, we should try to somewhat recut the Top Gun scenes with our sound effects. Where's Joe Miller when you need him? Um, there's just some of the some of the fully. Who sounds knew? That were used Secondhand film uh, plane impressions there. Um. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Great sound, ten out of ten. Um, and it also just makes some of those scenes even more engaging. Yeah, especially like, like in, in the, the theater plane. with that crate, like yeah. the big sound systems. Like it really, really sucks you into the movie. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, all right, best ensemble. Mm. Um, the Batman, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, The Menu, Glass Onion, and Babylon. Great ensembles for all those. Good yeah. job to us. They, good job, ensemble people that picked those. Us. Um, yeah, and then also the casting directors, I suppose. Mm, yes, you know. Um, and the winner is uh, Babylon. Yeah. So some like some of these, I feel like all of these ensembles are really good in their own way. Yeah. But there's some of these where it's like Top Gun and Batman have a lead, a pretty clear lead. Um, and Glass Onion, it's a little so like I just feel like Babylon is has the most variety yeah and there's there's a lot of good performances that like you know like i think of the like female director who does like the sound stage and is that's damien chazelle's wife yeah like she's really she's, good she's a, she did a lot you of know, the, the, the leads are good but like then like toby mcguire and like there's all these kind of little the guy random... that sells the drugs. Yeah, Love like that guy. there's He's some awesome. great little roles. Even like the studio director, like oh yeah, there's the, like, the assistant director that can't the camera guy at the beginning who's like my light, my light, the sun <laughs> yeah, is going that. down. Like there's just a lot of great like little casting um, choices in this. That's Spike Jones. Yeah, that, that are does that that are really um yeah. I think it's just like. And there's characters that only show up for like a scene, but they're really memorable. Where Glass Onion, it's like they're all. It's just a different kind of ensemble. So we we decided to reward this one for having just the most variety and like so many different little performances that can stick with you. I guess it was a good casting director on that one. They got a lot of people. Um, so good job by them. Probably got a pay raise. Hopefully. Um. All right. Uh, as two cinema as two cinematographers, we will be awarding now best cinematography because we. Hey, I have experience. I do have. You do. I do have cinematography. You do have cinematography experience. I do. Um, I used to work in in this department, so. I used to work in the cinematography industry. Uh, um, yeah. So our nominees yeah. here are, the Batman, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Pearl, the Banshees of Inishirin, Avatar, the Way of Water, and Babylon. Babylon. Um, and our winner is Top Gun Maverick. Cause you know, the planes. The planes. The planes, the planes really sell it. Uh, yeah, well, I think and, like one of the crazy. things is just the tech and the way that they shot that is like they actually put cameras in the planes and like flew the planes. 
with they the had the actors direct themselves their own cinematography like yeah which is crazy. just like really cool to me and obviously like this the shots are cool too like it's not just that like they did the tech for it but it's like those shots where they're flying and it's like shoo, shoo, and it's like the it's turning but the camera it's good it's great it is yeah fire um, um and then obviously the beach scene um beach scene i also think too cinematography wise not a lot of people talk about is the little segment where they're when they crash land on like the snowy place sure and like how like when they when it opens on him on there and then it's like he looks so small in that little field i just i think i thought you were gonna say because this also is a good scene uh but when rooster first is playing in the bar and like tom cruise is like standing outside the window and it's like showing yeah like i think that's great too great perspective yeah all right yeah shout out to top gun maverick um big fans big big top gun guys uh okay best screenplay you know i did take (laughs) i did take a college creative writing course so i feel like Real, I feel like screenplay is really our thing. Um, yeah, I, I've written a few screenplays a screenplay. in my day. <laughs> so. Yeah, there you go. Are you gonna be that guy now that says that's like always perpetually writing a, a screenplay? I'm, I'm writing a screenplay right now. <laughs> I'm working on a screenplay. Except that mine will never see the light of day. I will write it and it will stay in my Google Drive for me no, and me only. Wait on, on a screenplay. Just waiting to kind of meet the right people. Send it out there. Yeah. But you know, man, there's like, if you don't know somebody, then it's like, you're done. So like, I'm a genius, but no one will ever know because I don't have a fa- I have famous people that are my neighbors. Um, best screenplay <laughs> nominations are Crimes of the Future, Tar, Banshees of Inishirin, Glass Onion, Babylon, and Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. A little wow. bit of a curveball at the end there for you. <laughs> yeah, I gotta shove my foot in there somewhere. Uh, and the winner is the Banshees of Inishirin. Yeah. Which is so funny because I don't usually give in to film Twitter discourse at all. And mm-hmm. I did one time when I saw someone oh. tweet about this movie where they like tweeted that scene where he's like at the bar and he's like, we're the the nice scene i thought you were nice yeah and someone tweeted it and was like this is the movie you guys all like got all the academy nominations and it's like this movie is so good the way that he writes the dialogue is like i don't know Mm. it's perfect in my opinion kayla is now a three billboards outside ebbing missouri apologist oh my god that (laughs) is gonna be her new cross to bear um Uh, so you can direct all dms there (laughs) <laughs> thank you <laughs> um no i think the screenplay for this is really good we, we kind of talked about it with the performances but similarly like the screenplay is really just like the the reason to watch this movie it's you know? so like real like the way mm. that he writes the dialogue in this like it just feels yeah. i think a lot of times in movies where it's so based on the relationship like there is a plot but there's not really a plot in this like it's it's mm-hmm. mostly just the relationships I think, like, if you can't write that dialogue to sound like normal people talking, then it just wouldn't work. But I feel like all of it is so natural, and it all just hits so hard, like, the emotional beats. Like, the the I thought you were nice scene, that's, like, been trending on TikTok because someone, like, made an edit to it. Or what's the scene, the Barry Kilgan scene when he's like, there was that dream. Ah, 
Yeah. Knife uh, in the heart. Oh, uh, I need to watch that again. Damn. It's, it's a, a good, good movie. movie. And it's like, I think he writes the characters so individually too. So yeah. like no one really sounds like each other, which I think is really like crazy. Even um, that they're know, Irish, they all still even, sound. They're different. all Irish, and they all, but they all have their own unique voice. Um, <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, I like. It's a great. I would like to read that screenplay for sure. Mostly I because it. I could probably understand a lot more of what they say if I uh, <laughs> was re- I would like to know if they wrote some of the screenplay in the accent, in the Irish accent. I would like if to like to see. They sold a bound like book version of this. I would mm. buy it. I feel like they would have to make it really like um old-fashioned too i don't know like like really I need like, original to, i've binding. been meaning to learn how to bind books so that i can like bind stuff like this yeah that's gonna be your first bound copy of the banshees yes of i will be buying book binding banshees and of there's Anishirin a in the, the cover it says banshees of anashir in, in like calligraphy cursive and then we have like a little outline of a donkey on the front yeah like an embossed the, donkey. that's the cover maybe an yeah. embossed house with like fire on it on the back wow we kind of are are we b- are we book geniuses <laughs> are we geniuses <laughs> are we are you smarter than a fifth grader um all right best needle drop another secondhand award cl- staple yes. we are big needle drop guys we love the about, needle drops and I, you know what is great about needle drops is it can introduce you to so many great songs that you didn't even know existed oh my gosh i know and, and like, don't let people tell you that you're a loser for finding out a song exists because it plays in a movie maybe you just never watched i mean okay i listen this isn't i'm not saying this for me because i have so don't come after me but maybe some people never listened to nirvana maybe there's a 12 year old that didn't know about nirvana yeah and then they let's hear something in the way and batman and like this band rocks and then we have another nirvana fan in the world so i feel like it's a win-win absolutely um indoctrinating our youth from the get-go by yes having them learn about nirvana liberal liberal brainwashing at its finest um yeah i mean like the knives out needle drop that one did we did that one did we have that category yeah the the rolling yeah the rolling stones like i think about that often honestly oh, what a great needle uh, drop and like i like started clapping in the theater i was like there's yes needle drops are so crucial to a movie uh and picking the best song i think is just perfect uh i i applaud great needle drops which is why we honor them here mm. yes yes which why which is why one of our our nominees is bored in the house by curtis roach and taiga um from bodies 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 we really appreciate the the finest of cinema needle drops anyway sorry for spoiling uh, one yeah so our nominees are uh waters of march by art gar, gar- art jesus fucking christ <laughs> It's not by Jesus Christ. Uh, it's by... <laughs> love that. Love that fan. Waters of... I don't know why it's so hard to say Art Garfunkel. I think it's because it's like the RR sound. Art, art Garfunkel. Art, 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 art. Like, like, like a seal. A seal. <laughs> sea lion. Uh, okay. Waters of March by Art Garfunkel in The Worst Person in the World. Something in the Way by Nirvana in Batman. Uh, they are folk version by Shahram Shabra from Hit the Road, Slow Ride by Foghat from Top Gun Maverick, Board in the House by Curtis Roche and Tyga from Bodies, 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 and Maria We've Lost Dancing. Who is this by? It's by Fred again and the Blessed Madonna. 
Perfect. Uh, that's from Triangle <laughs> of Sadness. So yeah. Uh, okay. And the winner is Something in the Way by Nirvana. Amazing. Um, Here's the thing about this one, and we talked about one. this. I can't believe they used this in the trailer because it's so good in the movie that I think they should have not put it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it goes so hard when he's like riding the motorcycle and they play this. It's like, uh, and I listen to the song on repeat. That's how you Underneath know. <laughs> bridge. <laughs> it's so great. It's so like aware of itself but it doesn't like they play it more than once i think they play it twice yeah they in the play movie. it twice beginning and end and, they and capstone it, it but when they play it in that opening it sets the scene so oh, yeah. well like it sets the tone in the movie truly um great song i listened to it a bunch after the movie uh came out and it made me look like a fake nirvana fan probably because i just streamed the song like 50 times in a row that month hey but you could do what you got to do. It's a great... And I feel like, too, this is one... I mean, it was a popular song, but it wasn't, like, one of their most popular. So I feel like it's got, gained a little more popularity. Yeah. Um, Because of this. Song. I mean, and there was a great... Lo- some great TikToks that came out of this song. I agree. Um, And I am appreciative of those. So thank you to Batman. Okay. The final category before the ad break we have is Best Supporting Actor. Mm. This is the six actors that supported leading actors, and we will now be reading them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We have Ki Hui Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once, Anders Danielson Lai from The Worst Person in the World, Paul Dano from The Batman, The Batman, the butt man. Pedro Pascal from The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. The throwback there. Barry Keoghan from The Banshees of Inishiran. And Mark Rylance from Bones and All. And our winner is Paul Dano from The Butt Man. No, 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 no. This is not how this was supposed to go. That's what he would say if he lost, but he won. So but he won, so he's saying yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. <laughs> hey guys, hey guys, well, thanks, for, thanks for my followers. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. <laughs> Comment, he's like, so subscribe. Funny. I feel like watch. I rewatched this for the third. It was the third time I watched it when I on the on my my physical edition um and but it was a, a while because i watched it twice like pretty close to each other so it's been a while since like march since i'd watched it and it's like his performance is so good because it has like a good amount of camp and like re- cool like batman villains camp kind of stuff but it also it rides the line where it's also like really unnerving and like you also are kind of creeped out by him because like he is so unpredictable and like but it's like it's different than the joker where like the joker like there is no like sense of thing i don't know maybe people do laugh about the joker but i'm thinking about the dark knight joker um i don't know but paul dano like he rode that line so well between like campiness but also like it was it's pretty scary i'm i'm looking at imdb the riddler quotes from the batman Ah. And one of them is, it says, repeated line, the Riddler. And it just says, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. But it has, like, all the U's and all the A's. Ah, he is awesome. Ave Maria. 
I like to think that they didn't have the Ave Maria thing, but then Paul Dano just randomly started singing Ave Maria while uh. he was acting, and they were like, ah, we'll just go, we'll just include Ave Maria now. Um, yeah, great performance by him, and it shows like his um, his range as well, like because he has just such a, a such a crazy. Well, especially when you watch him in this, and then watch him in the Fablemans. Yeah, it's like so different. Yeah, he's yeah. so good. Wow, he's awesome. Big fan. Um, let's go to an ad break quick. And then when we come back, we will get into the rest of the categories, including best film editing, best director, best picture, of course. say that he'd be like and we're, and, we're and we're back, back. You know, hey guys we're back hey guys, here we're thanks back. for thanks for thanks for sticking with us thanks for tuning into the live stream i with the riddler, <laughs> i feel like the riddler would have a podcast hey guys welcome back to the riddle to cast the the riddles welcome back the, what would he call it welcome back welcome back to riddle me this um uh. we got we got some great write-ups here. Th- uh, subscribe to the Patreon if you want to get some extra episodes, get some behind the scenes. How to of how, how I to rate write your my own Batman riddles? How to make how to scare your own Cape Crusader? Um, yeah, that's probably what you would do. Okay, we have best film editing next, which you definitely you do have experience with. I so do have we got a lot some of editing experience. We got we got we've got the the credentials for this one mm-hmm. all set. So what are our nominations uh, for best film editing? So our nominations are Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Northman, Top Gun, Maverick, The Fablemans, After Sun, and Babylon. Babylon. Um Babylon. and our winner is After Sun. Which he, is maybe a surprise to people listening to this, because the other ones are pretty... I mean, there are some different ones, I guess, like the Northmen people don't talk about much, but the other ones are pretty, like, standard, like, very flashy. Yeah, like, like Everything Everywhere filmmaking. obviously relies heavily on editing um, because of all the, like, yeah. jumps between the different... Like, seamless jumps between multiverses. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, Top Gun Maverick, they had 800 hours of footage from the planes... The planes. the planes uh and then in but with, uh, one of the reasons we chose after sun is because we felt like the editing was very unique um to the movie like it was very uh i don't know what i'm trying to say it was it, it was a movie it, it was, re- it was really like part of it was it was it, i like the editing in after sun because it felt like editing it was part of the story it was it helped tell the story. It was interesting. Like it like the way that they edited it, yeah, the way that they edited it uh was so interesting. Um and mm. unique and kind of like I felt like it was a a new twist or they were doing something ambitious with it. Yeah. Um well, which is and this is why we nominated After Sun for best sound as well because so much of the narrative of of the movie is less controlled based by in, that. Yeah, yeah, it's less based in the like the dialogue and more based in the technical choices that yeah. they make in Absolutely. the post production and stuff. So, 
I think the if you watch this movie and like just pay attention to the editing, you'll I think understand why you picked this. Yeah, and there's some so stuff crucial. in between, like using a video camera that the dad and daughter were filming on, and then kind of cutting a little bit back to some present time moments too. So yeah. It's definitely yeah, experimental great. in great. that regard, but also like normal but experimental edges. Mm. So it's like it's interesting and yeah. unique. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's like a thing that people I feel like don't talk on a lot about with that movie because they do talk about that movie a lot, but it's more but it's like more performance based, yeah, performance based. So I think underrated aspect a little bit there. Okay, best score. We are big film score guys so yes, this is always a good category for scores. us um and, and a film score really can make or break a movie you know it can really elevate a movie to the highs and but bring a movie down to the lows if it's like mm-hmm. really on really forgettable you know so can really have a big impact so let's see what we nominated here we got the batman pearl black panther wakanda forever the fablemans babylon and Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Puss in Boots always coming in towards the end of these lists. Like, don't forget about me, guys. Puss in Boots. Yeah, punch it it's... in there. That was a fun score. Pun... Yeah. I like the song when they're, like, escaping out of the pie place. And mm. it's, like, very exciting. Um, the winner here is The Batman. Uh, Called this very early on. In yeah, our... Michael in, Giacchino. In... Yeah. Um, yeah. it's crazy that this did not even get shortlisted. I think that's like one of the biggest snubs of the year mm. for sure. Um, I was very angry about it because I love the score. I bought it on vinyl. Um, it's very good. Yeah. I think it's, there's a lot, a lot of movies, action movies and superhero movies and stuff score are very, are not very melodic based anymore. Mm. They're pretty sure. heavy on like ambient and, um sound effect kind of more style score like if you listen to any a lot of marvel movie soundtracks that's kind of like they're not very interesting to listen to on their own but the batman has is a very more like a classic score because there's a lot of themes that he creates for the characters kind of like in lord of the rings like a lot of light motifs and then like he weaves those themes in but it doesn't it isn't like overbearing because sometimes i think when people do that it can get a little annoying, like, oh, yeah, Batman's on screen, so we got to play the Batman theme. Um, and also, so many themes have been made where it's, like, sometimes it feels like, oh, how are we going to make a memorable theme anymore? But it just does it so well in this and so seamlessly. And it's a surprisingly light score for an action movie. Like, it mm. almost, like, there's this weird juxtaposition of, like, the score being kind of, like, airy in some places. But this is, like, obviously a dark, heavy action mm-hmm. flick uh, An so action flick for the kids. It definitely, it's it's a very good, uh, very good score. Yeah, I agree. And again, like Batman's a great movie, but it wouldn't be anything without the score. Like the score uh, yeah. is a real huge part it of that. Changes movie. the movie. Imagine if like change the game, bro. Imagine like, if that was like not a good score. If it was just like a bunch of like blah blah blah. It, it's like a Marvel <laughs> score where every time like someone comes on screen, that it's you like doom. <laughs> <laughs> like when Kane comes out and it's like Dwah. oh man the 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 clear indicator oh this is the bad guy guys because it's a loud loud low noise at this part um all right best director getting to some of the really big hitters so what did we have here for best director pretty interesting list of, of people i think we kind of put together 
So for best director, we've got Celine Shema from Petite Maman, which some people probably would say was a twenty twenty one movie, but it technically didn't this get is, it didn't get a wide release until twenty twenty two. So that's our rule. That's our rule. Uh, so that's the rule. If it depending on when it got the wide release, um, yep. Todd Field, Tar, Martin McDonough from Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, James Cameron, Avatar of the Way of Water, our good boy Jim, uh, Damien Chazelle, Babylon, and Charlotte Wells, After Sun. Our good boy Jim. Yeah, uh, Jimmy me Jim. After, me, me after every Office episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and the best director goes to our big boy Jim for Avatar the Way of Water. It's just, um, a, just a little guy. Little guy Jim. He's just he's just he's just a little guy. Uh, he he yeah. It's one of these things where it's like, I don't I can't even fathom having to direct like, this movie, direct them this movie, do anything with this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's also very clear. Um, for for a lot of reasons, uh, he the way that he invests in technical elements and like yeah. doesn't rush the process either. Like if you yeah. watched that VFX behind the scenes cook. that was sort of going let on, James Cameron. I love it. Uh, I love yeah, yeah. that he, even though I didn't particularly love this movie, I really admire. That was more story based, though. I really admire the craft of it and like his ability to sort of like make this kind of movie and just the yeah. way that his movies have. Uh, advanced visual tech so much as well is really impressive and him to be able to get that like motion performances out of people and like his ability to see that within the vfx is just it's crazy it's crazy um and obviously he's like one of the most financially successful film directors of like probably the most financially successful film director of all time uh just goes to prove that what he's creating is is truly ambitious and different than everyone else. Yeah. He's, yeah, legendary at this point. Legendary yeah, really. Jim, Bob Legend, Joe. Legend Jim. Uh, what is right. James Cameron's middle name? James, James Cam- Bill, Bill Cameron. I'm going to guess, name. like, Gabe. James Gabe Cameron. <laughs> it is not. It is Francis. James Francis Cameron, the patron saint of animals. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start calling him that one. James I, Francis, you next. could call him Saint Saint hey, Francis. James hey, James Francis, Saint Francis, the patron saint hey, of animals. Love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's the guy. only patron saint I know. <laughs> Get a load of this guy, the patron saint of animals over here. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to Best Actor. <laughs> okay. So Best Actor, we got some some ones you might expect, but some you might not, you know? So I think a good variety here. All right. Rory Kinnear, I think that's how you say his name, from Men. Um, we have Cooper Rafe from Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Colin Farrell from The Banshees of Inishirin. Timothy Chalamet from Bones and All. Timothée. Timothée. <laughs> Gabriel LaBelle from The Fablemans, and Diego Calva from Babylon. Wow. Great category. Um, yeah. Yeah, the winner is Colin Farrell 
They have cheese. Mm. Of and also, we didn't include this, but I think the fact that he also had like really great performances in like After Yang and the Batman. And Batman this year, like it's just an example of his versatility of roles. But yeah, he's this role very dynamic. This role is like the, oh, I was he, blown away when I saw he, this this role. Wh- I yeah yeah for multiple reasons. I think what is so crazy is like. Obviously, in, like, the Batman and stuff, like, he plays very, like, um, intense characters. Mm. Um, and then in this, yeah. he's, like, so pathetic and, like, yeah. in a good way. He could um, do something I with his Patrick. eyes that I don't, I just don't understand how people can do things with their eyes like that. I think about this character, like, on the daily. I think about Patrick because I'm, on like, the daily. on the daily, man. <laughs> that should be our new podcast, On the I, Daily. I, just... literally, I literally think about this man on, on the daily. They were literally, literally doing the Gwitty into Inishirin. They literally did the Gwitty. The Gwitties of Inishirin. <laughs> <laughs> Padraig was literally doing the gritty in Inishioin. I literally not kidding. Did you see his donkey? The donkey was literally doing the gritty. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's a great performance. <laughs> he yeah. just like I don't know. He makes me. This performance makes me feel things that I didn't even know I could feel. I just like. Wow. Well. Anyway, I can't believe he's gonna. Not that Austin Butler did a bad job, but I just cannot. I feel like I can't live in a world where he, Colin Farrell, is gonna lose to a, an Elvis impersonator. Uh, like, <laughs> it's just like, it's, yeah, it's, it's I, a little depressing. I, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know that it's a lock for Austin Butler, but it's definitely looking that way. But I. I think Colin Farrell could still win this just based on his like Academy poll and kind of like people's love for him. So we'll yeah. see. I'm I'm hoping for it, but we'll talk about that yeah. in our Oscar episode. Yes, yes, next week. Okay. Now we have best scene. One of uh, our favorite categories. You know, movies are a collection of scenes, but which is the best? Which is the best of the best of the scenes of the movies? Um so this is sort of like Obviously, this is kind of a, a weird category, um, but it's sort of like the one scene in the movie that stands out to us that we really love or like. And usually it's one that like really sticks with you, like the scene you think about a lot when you think about that movie. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the one that like when you watch it, you're like, this scene is just incredible. Yeah. Um, or in our it's case, the it's when we watch it and we're like, this is scene is going into our best scene category. <laughs> that's like, that's for us. That's what um, we do, yeah. Yes. Okay, what are our nominations here? All right, so our nominees are the beach football scene uh, from Top Gun Maverick, uh, Gordy Goes Ape Shit from Nope, Lydia's Juilliard Lesson from Tar, Day on a Sound Set from Babylon, The LSD Trip from The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and Detective Benoit Blanc cracks a bronze concocted case in the glass onion. And our winner is. I wish I could whistle. Can you not whistle? I can't. I can't whistle either. Yeah. I cannot whistle. Wow. Big win there. Nope. 
This is the the beach the beach football scene from Top Gun Maverick. We love this scene. The scene that saved cinema. The scene that saved movie theaters. I genuinely, I will put money on it. I I genuinely think that this scene did more to bring back movies than anything else. This scene alone, I would I would put money on that scene alone. It's a great scene, and it's like the most uh like a instant serotonin hit when you. See that cut? When and I, I hear, love how when I hear the song, I can picture it in my head. Oh and yeah, I, when like the spinning, the football, and the hand. And, and the, like, the here's silhouette. what's so crazy is I have aphantasia, so I can't like visually conjure images in my brain. But this scene, I remember the visual image of. <laughs> this is the one that. <laughs> this is the through. one scene that breaks through my aphantasia is Miles Teller oh, dancing, uh, and I think shirtless. I what I liked about this scene is that. They, I feel like in most movies, they would have cut it a lot sooner than they did. Like, they let it go for, like, I think two a verses long, and a chorus. A long time. Which is, like, a and major And they used, win. like, slow motion. They um, go, they take it all out, baby. They they pull out all the stops. Uh, wow. Yeah, great scene. Yeah, but they don't let it go on too long that it's, like, you get tired. It's, like, they take it away just when you want, like, when you kind of want more. But it's, like, man, it's just such a great scene um obviously the other scenes are and like, it played on it was on all over social media after too oh, yeah. and like i would watch it every time it came up on social media same yeah i gotta say though but before it came to like digital they would play it they there was like this one clip that was only like a, the first half of the scene and i was always so mad because i was like i want to see the full scene there's more <laughs> after this yeah great I um love it. okay cool so now we got our last two categories our first of which is Best Actress. All right. Here are the six actresses nominated for Best Actress. Um, we have Renat Reinsvay for The Worst Person in the World. Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. We have Mia Goth. I put in for X and Pearl because they are in the same series and she plays the same character. Yeah, I think so that's fair. I'm counting that. Um taken that one that okay then we have kate blanchett for tar taylor russell for bones and all and margot robbie from babylon <laughs> babylon babylon we got the batman <laughs> nope and, and babylon babylon uh oh, and the man. winner here is taylor russell uh from bones and all bones and all um <laughs> you know one thing with i think actor performances is a lot of like i think Clay, kate blanchett's performance is awesome in tar but i think a lot of the ones that can rise to the top are ones like that where it's like real um i don't know becoming the character really like self-serious like a big movie con- that's based around that character well, like and it's, character yeah and it's usually a character that's like a very very strong character like a very yeah. character character um <laughs> a, char- a, a character, character character a character that's a character in the it's movie like, that's a movie. my favorite my favorite thing about the character is that it feels like a character um but taylor russell i think is a good example of like i think obviously she won so she's like she care she does a really great job in this movie but I think it's a, just a good example of, like, just a great performance that really fits the movie that she needs to be in. And she really sells her part to you. I mean, if anyone doesn't know, this is a cannibal love story. So you're going to have to feel some compassion for cannibals. Um, and, I mean, Timothy Chalamet is an easy win because 
everyone's going to be on Timothy Chalamet's side, no matter what role he plays in a movie. Um, but Taylor Russell is a little bit more unknown to, I think, some viewers. Well, and I think so what's I think- cool and proves that she's good in this is that she was billed before Timothy Chalamet on the poster, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, and she, to be billed really before Timmy. Movie. Like, he is great, but I like it really is her movie. And, like, you really feel like you're with her the whole time. And I was just really, like, blown away by her performance because I hadn't really seen her in anything like this. And so I hope that she gets more roles. She's like, she's really young. So like, I really hope that like, she has a, a big career coming going forward. I wish this movie got a little bit more uh, attention, but I guess we'll see in the future if anyone watched it and wanted to give it different things. Yeah. We'll mm. see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, all right. Moving on to the final round. Da, 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 da. Best Picture. We have 10 nominees in Best Picture, as we've said before. Do we want to go back and forth? And Yeah, that sounds nice. I think basically, so basically all, yeah, all of these are ones we've already mentioned in different categories. Some of them more, some of them less. But let's see what our 10 nominations for Best Picture are. Not is, is are, is what you would say. Yeah, so we got Top Gun Maverick. Cha-cha real smooth. Tar. Gla- glass onion. <laughs> the Batman. <laughs> the Fablemans. Babylon. <laughs> you get all the, you get all the good ones. Uh, Petite Maman. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. And the Banshees of Inishirin. The, the Banshees of Inishirin. <laughs> I guess is how you would say it. The Banshees um, of Inishirin. <laughs> literally the Banshees of Inishirin. Literally the um, Banshees of Inishirin. <laughs> and the winner is... <gasps> the, the Batman! Batman. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, this is... And all, like, so... What we do with most of these, but especially Best Picture, is we try to pick a Best Picture that we both co- coincides with our lists most. And yeah, so it at, it's at one slash two for you. It's, and it's at, yeah, it's my number one until I watch Push and Boots again, probably, or both yeah. of them again. Um, and then it's my number three. So it's like it's really high on our list. It's one that we both re- like. I think we both agree on. It's the definitely most like it's like the collectively highest rated between the two yeah. of us. Um, it was between this and Top Gun. And but this one I think is more, and I think this one represents a lot more of, of like our style, a lot of things that we like and our tastes and everything. Yeah, yeah, and like Top Gun's fun, but I think that Batman will hold up uh, for a long time. I think it really yeah. holds up under rewatches. Yeah, yeah. it's really engaging. Mm-hmm. It's one of the only like we had a lot of really long movies this last year. Like movies, like I mean, really Top Gun, Tar. Fablemans, Babylon, like they're Babylon, all almost yeah. three hours, basically. Um, Avatar, Avatar as well. Uh, but this one, like, you really don't feel the length at all. Um, mm-hmm. At least for me, I just find yeah, Batman to be—it's so engaging, even on a rewatch. Like, you're so yeah. fully invested. Yeah, I think, um, and we're—we uh, obviously are are always gonna be into our our cinephile picks. But I think we're also big. We talk a lot about on the podcast about like the importance of mainstream cinema and also like making good 
movies for like pop like good pop culture movies good that audiences that want feel original quality film yeah. that fe- yeah that feel original and this is like a great example of like that that intersection between like art but also pop culture like i think it's a really great example of like making a movie that people want to see but also is like has a really distinct vision and says something and like make is it makes you excited to see it you know yeah especially with something so like a big franchise because i think like we talk about franchise fatigue a lot um Mm. between marvel and even dc in general but like these kind of ip movies that sort of dominate the box office and a lot of them feel very similar and kind of like a regurgitation of each other and sort of formulaic of this type of film and i feel like this one really transcends that even though it's like one of the most famous heroes that's been done over and over and over again but somehow it feels like fresh and interesting and like you want to see the sequels whereas i think a lot of times with ip you kind of watch something and it's like eh, i don't know that i really need a sequel to this but i think yeah. with this one like everyone is really excited to see the penguin series and to see mm. the second like because this is going to be a trilogy to but to see the yeah. other two um just because i think there's so much creative and artistic value to this movie um and technical but like there's just a lot a lot to it that sets it apart from a lot of the other like franchisable um type stuff that's mm. coming out these days yeah definitely so that, that there you have it. That is the fourth annual secondhand film awards. We did it. We came. We saw. We conquered. Another year. Another another blog. What? Wait. Another 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 day. Another vlog. The <laughs> Logan Paul thing. Um. So for our question of the week, we were talking a little bit at the beginning about like some of our categories, like how we think we're better than the Oscars. Because mm, um, we are. So because we are. I mean, we don't think we know. So what if you were in charge of the Oscars, though, and you had to like kind of move things around, what category would you add to the Academy Awards? Would it be one of the ones that we've come up with? Yeah, I think this is a great question. Um, obviously, people have been championing for a while specifically for a stunt category. Um, Mm. and also a casting category are the two main ones that I've heard, like, that actually are, like, seem plot, like, best dog is never going to be an Oscar category. It should be, but it's not. Uh, but, but best stunt, um, and best, um, like, uh, uh, casting, I know, get talked about a lot and are things that people say should be included, uh, within the Oscars as well, especially with all the action movies these days and ensemble movies, um yeah you know what i think would be an interesting switch is if they really take the animation thing seriously what they would have would do is make two animation categories one for family animation and one for just reg- regular animation i feel like if they wanted to put more that would that's what they would have to do if they wanted to put more emphasis on animation like other animated sure movies, um which would be interesting for sure so let us know, though, what you would add to the Oscars. Uh, you can answer that question on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify. And we will answer it in our next question, which, who would have guessed it, is on the next Academy Awards. We will be talking about our predictions for the show. 
it is award season, baby. We got this one it's, and two more it's weeks. Literally, literally it's award literally season. award season. They're literally gonna do the gritty on They're the Oscar literally stage. Literally gonna gritty down the red carpet. They're gonna like, gritty down the Oscar stairs. They're gonna gritty. gritty they're gonna the, they're gonna gritty to the awards. Um, Will Smith is gonna gritty up to quit Chris. Well, isn't Will Smith like suspended or something? So like he won't well, even be able to sneak, be there. He, he'll sneak in. He'll, he'll sneak find in. a way. He's um he's gonna be a, he's gonna like be a Men in Black like dress up and like be an alien or something. I don't know. If yeah. The first movie. I don't. Really yeah. Know so happens. we do this every year though, where we talk about kind of. The nominations, we talk about who we think is going to win, um, our yep. thoughts on the categories, sort of just a general conversation about the awards season. Uh, so you can tune into that next Tuesday. And then the following Tuesday will be the actual mm. Oscars. Uh, well, on Sunday, but our following Tuesday will be us sort of recapping yeah. the Oscars, our thoughts Either on Tuesday the show. Either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on editing. Yeah, maybe Wednesday. Might, uh, we might have to push to Wednesday. But it will, we will have a uh, reaction to the Oscars. Um, every year something crazy happens. Last year, obviously, it was the slap. Year before, it was um, Anthony Chadwick Hopkins. Bozeman got like <laughs> Anthony Snubbed. Hopkins came on, and they were like, "All right, end of the show, guys. Peace." Yeah, they changed um, the categories. Uh, Parasite won the year before, and then it's just there's always just, something. There's always something. To, always some drama. The Oscars always got Awards. something up their sleeve. Um, well, yeah, because last year I was watching like, man, this is like the most boring. Like nothing happening, Oscars ever. And then the slap. And happened. then like ten minutes after that, like Will, well, I was like, well, there we go. Yeah, that's the way to get people talking. Um, okay, so get look forward to that. We will be. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I had like an idea of maybe somewhere I could go. With we'll that, be waiting for you. We'll be waiting. Audience. We'll be we'll be on call. Email us at any time with any questions, thoughts, or comments or concerns. Um. Uh, but I, I don't have anything else except for that. Great. I don't either. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, well, thank you all for listening. And until next time, I am Noah. And I'm Kayla. And we're, and we're, we're second hand.